This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1005 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. On today's tip, Kim Baker gets together with Chief Formulator at Biostar US, Tigger, who explains hindgut ulcers and their treatment. And we'll get right to our tip after this important shopping tip from EquestrianCollections.com. Well, hey, everybody, it is time again for the Equestrian Collections product of the week. And here is Debbie to tell us all about it. This week, I'm going to be featuring the Dublin River Tall Boots. Now, your listeners have probably heard me talk about these before because they're wonderful. And this year, there's a new thing. We have a new size chart up that also gives the calf width, which they didn't have that before. So now, if you were hesitating because you weren't sure about the calf width, that is on the size chart for these boots. They're very, very, very popular, um, and they're waterproof, and they're very pretty, and my sister has a pair, and she rides in them, loves them, wears them all the time. They're very warm. They're fabulous boots. We also, this is the time of year to be looking for what we call country-style boots, which is this kind of boot. There's a lot of the different boots out there with a lot of different styles that are under the term country boots. You can just uh, put that in the search engine, and you'll come up with lots of different designs and looks and vendors that have this type of boot. They're very, very popular. They're going to be hot, hot, hot for Christmas. So take a look at www.equestriancollections.com. Put in country boots um, in the search engine. But if you want a pair that I know you will love, the Dublin River Tall Boots is it. And here we are with another Ask the Expert segment with Tigger from Biostar US. Welcome, Tigger. How are you? Hi. It's good to, it's good to be here. Great to have you back. So our question that was submitted for today is, my horse has a hind gut ulcer. Do you have any recommendations relating to treatment and eventual prevention? Okay. So in in the treatment area of a hind gut ulcer, that's really up to the veterinarian. There are several different medications that can be used very successfully to quiet down the ulcer. Um, Where I come in is in helping to um, direct the the client in in how to feed a horse with a hindgut ulcer. Okay. What you want to do, first and foremost, is you have to give the hindgut a rest. Now, this seems kind of strange considering that horses are hay and forage eaters. Right. And they need to eat a lot of it. And yet, if you want to give their hindgut a rest, what are they going to eat? So what we do is we give them a rest from hay. So maybe they get a flake in the morning and a flake at night. And what is substituted is either pasture or soaked hay cubes. Okay. And the reason we do this is so that their their body's need for fiber is still being satisfied, but their hindgut isn't going to be irritated by the, you know, 
Demi, um, hard to digest hay. Okay. So what exactly... Yeah, go ahead. What exactly is a hindgut ulcer? Well, it starts with acidosis of the hindgut. So that means that the microbial colony that lived in the hindgut suddenly becomes um, less. It's been either killed off because the pH has changed in the hindgut or there are um, foreign pathogens in the hindgut. And a lot of times what causes this is horses that um, are on a meprazole for months and months and months and months and months. Long-term use of a meprazole can cause this. And actually, diets that are high, um, you know, very rich with uh, grains, because if the grains aren't fully digested in the small intestine, they'll pass into the hindgut. And that alone can start killing off the microbial colony and changing the pH. Okay. Stress is a huge factor because we know stress affects the microorganisms in the rest of the GI tract. So right. there are multiple reasons for hindgut ulcers. Okay. Are they pretty common or are they more, or is like the, you know, the front gut, for lack of a better scientific term, ulcers more common than the hindgut? It used to be that we saw more gastric ulcers, but I would say now we see as many hindgut as we do um, gastric. Okay. And what do you... Are there certain types of horses? Are these like competition horses that we're seeing, or are we finding it in the backyard horses too? Um, I would say the the predominance is in um, performance horses. Okay. But they they are showing up in backyard horses, particularly if there isn't enough um, time spent foraging, at least 20 hours a day eating hay or grass. So if they're in a dirt lot and or there's, you know, virtually no pasture and they get, you know, a couple of flakes a day, that is probably not enough hay for for any horse they need to eat 20 hours a day. Right. Okay. What What are the signs that a horse has a hindgut ulcer? So how would how would you know? You know, that's the trickiest part because sometimes it looks like a gastric ulcer, and sometimes horses will have gastric and um, hindgut. It can be one of the first signs could be colic. Um, it can be an attitude change. It can be a performance change where they just don't feel so good. Uh-huh. Um, they start. They can get picky about their food. Um, they can start having, um, you know, diarrhea, or you start saying, "Wow, it's just, this something isn't right." They lose weight. Um, frequent gas colic. That's the tricky thing about any ulcer. Really, is that there isn't, you know, there isn't just here are the five things to look for. It varies from horse to horse. Okay. Well, and sometimes I'm guessing with this particular thing, right, like you might think it's something else, you know, like there's all these other, like you're saying, colic and, and or they just feel off. And so it's, you really have to play detective and probably rule out some other things before you determine that it is a hindgut, correct? Well, and, and, you, and you have to get your vet involved because, you know, we can scope for a gastric ulcer. 
but we really can't scope for a hindgut ulcer. And the the best um, technique uh, to diagnose it to date is to ultrasound the right dorsal colon. Okay. But that isn't seen the entire, you know, the hindgut is pretty big. So that's not seen the whole picture, but at least the vet can see if there is thickening of the colon. And that's a sign that um, if there's not a full-blown ulcer, there's probably acidosis going on. Okay. And the, and so the you, ultrasound, you know, is, is non-invasive. Right, right. So you were mentioning, you know, with the diet. So you start with the diet to support it. So walk us through. So you're mentioning, you know, giving it a rest and going, reducing the forage and adding the hay cube. Well, we're reducing the hay. The horses can have as much pasture as they want. The pasture isn't the problem. The hay is okay. the problem. Okay. So we replace so, the hay with hay cubes, so hay cubes. And, and I get the horses off of grains because, again, if they're undigested in the, in the small intestine, they'll pass into the hindgut and keep causing acidosis. So I give the horses a break from grain and do, you know, soaked molasses-free beet pulp and timothy and alfalfa pellets and chia and just more really forage-focused, forage and fiber-focused food. And if a horse needs to gain some weight, um, you know, then I'll go with a rice bran or um, a coconut meal for added fat and protein. Okay. What about, so two questions here. What about alfalfa? And then two, what exactly, other than the texture? <laughs> um, so you're saying, like, the, the issue is the stemminess of the hay is the right. problem, whereas, like, with the cubes, it's it's softer. And, of course, the pellets, you know, they just, as long as you soak them, please soak them, um, they just kind of go into mush. Right. And, actually, I mean, you don't have to soak the pellets. You certainly have to soak the cubes. But um, I like to use the pellets as kind of the meal, and I like to use the cubes as the replacement for the hay. So in in barns, in training barns, in the, in the initial diagnosis of hindgut ulcers, we will be giving um, soaked hay cubes maybe every two or three hours for a month. Okay. Okay. And what supplements would you add um, to help with the treatment? Anything? Yes. There are two things that um, I focus on. One is um, a probiotic that has hindgut support. And... One of the most interesting hindgut support is a muco oligosaccharide, which is a mouthful. It's known as MOS. Okay, MOS. MOS. And what it does is it regulates the pH of the hindgut. It is technically a prebiotic. It's what the microorganisms feed off of. But it helps to maintain the correct pH. So you want to look for a probiotic that has MOS. Um, and the other component is hemp seed oil because hemp seed oil provides gamma-linoleic acid, GLA, and the body converts that to a prostaglandin, a very beneficial prostaglandin, which is PGE1. And PGE1 is the anti-inflammatory prostaglandin. Why this is important um. in the hot gut is 
it helps reduce the inflammation in the hindgut. Right. And one of the very common drugs used um, to treat hindgut ulcers is called mesoprostitol. Mesoprostitol is a synthetic prostaglandin. Okay. So as we start transitioning the horse off of mesoprostitol, we start adding hemp seed oil. Well, there you have it. For links to today's guests, you can just go to horsetipdaily.com, where you will also find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people. And you can have every single one of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. It's quick, it's free, it's easy. Do it today. And this podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.